0: Welcome back to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. As always, it's me, Jesse. And this time, I'm going to throw it off to our girl boss in chief, my dear friend.
1: Megan, happy International Women's Week. It's actually the whole month now.
0: Yeah, you guys get a whole month now, which seems unfair. Oh,
1: I didn't even know that was real. Okay, cool.
0: Pharmacist Awareness Month. I just, I really want this to be clear. I heard it on the radio, and that's been the fun fact that has stuck with me They started
1: Pharmacist Awareness Month because of our last episode, because of Pharmacare. So, pretty cool.
0: Wow, pretty,
2: pretty
3: awesome.
1: Uh, also, uh, to my left.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, so my name is Chance. Hello, everybody. Uh, in front of me is beautiful Baby Dean. Yeah. Hello, all right, iPhones. we're all here.
3: We're we're recording in the morning. Can you tell that our energy is really
0: yeah. really high? Yeah, we're ready to give you a coffee. really great uh, fun show. First off, <laughs> I am now two coffees deep, and I am experiencing that first sip feeling. This is going to be a new bit where I just read the coffee cup in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> this is this also, is enthralling. This is radio. we're not scraping down the bottom of the barrel at all.
3: <laughs>
1: Starbucks no. is so expensive, guys. I was I hey. was literally very surprised. It's Megan
0: Seinfeld over here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a
2: they
3: don't have Next a big
0: <laughs> it's just that's the it's
3: most just, it's observational, observational humor, <laughs> you know. Just that sort of, wasn't you, funny. I you was see just see the sharing. world around you, you're sort of like commenting on it. It's interesting. Starbucks,
0: okay. no wonder why they call it that. It, it, it'd be cheaper to go to the stars than my uh, girlfriend can't can afford coffees. it with her allowance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this intro up, uh, Dean. What do you got for us today? I know you had something you were itching to tell us.
3: Yeah. So, uh, you know, keen listeners will remember uh, that we uh, recently did an episode on Stephen Harper, the patron saint of this podcast. Yeah, really? Um, And I had this whole big write-up. I was very excited. I did a lot of research. And then Jesse said I wasn't allowed to share it with any...
0: Yeah, that's true. I I am I am the daddy of the podcast. I really do decide what goes in and what goes out. But and then what goes in and then what goes out and then what goes in. Oh, okay. What, all right. All right. I, 2 is like the most. <laughs> 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 After that at that point, you you're just trying to pour smoke through a keyhole. It ain't going to go through. <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh but no, what I wanted to talk about was Canadian scientists, particularly the the plight of Canadian government scientists under the Harper administration. Mm-hmm which even like myself uh, having a, somewhat of a science background, reading about this is frankly disturbing. And like you cannot believe the things that our government got away with doing. It sounds like, you know, I don't want to say 1984, but I'm, I, instead I'm, I'm going to... This is
1: so Orwellian. It, it's
3: Orwellian. But instead I'll go for another uh, classic conservative, look what we're becoming in mm-hmm. that... Cat in the hat.
0: yeah (laughs) green
1: eggs and ham
3: (laughs) no like it it definitely like a conservative like if this sort of thing were coming out of of china Mm -hmm. uh, they'd be like this is dystopian authoritarian Mm -hmm. like can you believe that they're allowed to live like this Mm -hmm. like it what what a disgrace on the natural national stage and we were doing this for a decade or more oh definitely uh
2: and just yeah no mum was the word the idea of like government restriction on what scientists can say to the public and what they can publish and stuff like that, which you're going to touch on. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people in the fields that were, like, under strict gag orders from the Harper administration. Yeah, yeah. No, right? like and it's it... not like they were working on anything ridiculous, but pretty much anything that had to do with, like, Pollution, really.
3: Yeah, well, I wonder why. well yeah, yeah, right, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, like, uh, it, it seems like it's sort of like the first act of, of a, uh, you know, disaster monster movie. Yeah. Is, 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 you know, like the scientists who are being gagged by the government for X number of reasons. Mm. Ghostbusters. Uh, uh, yeah, it's exactly like the <laughs> Ghostbusters, uh, except it's the complete fucking opposite. Well, no, <laughs> there's,
0: there's still the Slimer scene. The only time Stephen Harper's ever come is. 100 percent we had kind of like a muncher style yeah. character, just slurping his shit
3: yeah he had government scientists create him a muncher <laughs> oh, that's cool okay yeah. now i see he's the good that, guy in this and that that's why we couldn't talk about
0: it yeah because it was top secret now i understand uh, Kean like, braxty made a puzzle of him
3: yeah but like harper like despite his sort of like his dorky doofus demeanor especially when you're comparing him to you know your george w bush's uh, of around the same time he was considered like you know the safe and safe Insane conservative, Mm -hmm. you know, he was put together. He wasn't, you know, seen as this like vile reactionary. Like we see like our Bushes and our Trumps now.
0: And I'm glad you brought up George W. Bush because a lot of people did myself included in the past kind of say, oh, he was like George W. Bush likes they were in office at the same time. But he's more like George H.W. Bush yeah. in the sense that he tried to convey this thing of him being like a harmless, like, fuddy-duddy. Yeah. But as He's like, covered- oh, I'm, I'm in a stupid little jazz band. Yeah. And then, yeah. But as we covered in that episode, and as you're going to cover here, it's like, this man was a- st- schemer and a striver. a calculating serpent. Who did everything he could to try and get Canada into the Middle East, Mm -hmm. keep them in the Middle East, uh, muzzle climate science to ensure that the oil fields would remain, you know. Yeah. And like, as as we said in
3: our last episode, like, this is a guy whose like sole driving purpose was deregulating oil. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. from day
0: one, that was the only issue he cared about. He spent 40 years consolidating power just so he could make the oil industry more monstrous. Just so he could
2: please his daddy. Wasn't it his dad who was, like... He worked for uh, Imperial Oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he was, like, an accountant or something.
3: (laughs) He he was not... He wasn't even that high up in Someone someone
2: who will not benefit from, like, tax breaks for oil companies,
3: really.
0: Was also retired
2: (laughs) for, like, 30
3: years. Yeah, but, like, despite this dorky demeanor that Harper had, uh, I think it's safe to say that he was one of, if not the most, like, rabidly
0: anti-science global Mm -hmm. leaders of the 21st century. One of the most effective politicians as well in terms of actually getting his mandate passed and fucking (laughs) in place.
3: Mm -hmm. And, like, anti-science is, you know, like a liberal buzzword now, meaning, like, Mm -hmm. not liberal, basically. Yeah. But this is what real anti-science looks like. Mm -hmm. So. Let's start with the Kyoto Protocol. Uh, oh, yes. So, yeah, this was a big deal. You know, everyone went to Japan and they were like, we're not going to do pollution anymore. That's a thing of the past. Yeah. 1997, last time anyone's going to pollute. Wow. Thank 97. you. Yeah. Jesus. So, Canada's target uh, with the Kyoto Protocol was a 6% total reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by 2012. Uh, uh, something tells me that definitely yeah it
1: didn't happen <laughs> yeah there's it no way so in, well.
3: in the 90s we were averaging like 460 megatons uh a year which is a lot jesus uh, they were
1: like can we do 459 and the answer was no they couldn't <laughs> at all <laughs> <Yeah>. could not <laughs> even go down
3: so we signed the accord and then greenhouse gas uh, emissions in this country increase by 24 <laughs> oh, percent cool. over the next 10 years is that bad damn. <laughs> yeah damn uh, During this time, Harper, uh, you know, gets power. Mm -hmm. 2006. Yeah, exactly. During, like, this window. And in 2002, while he was fundraising for someone else, uh, he called the Kyoto Protocol a socialist scheme to suck money out of wealth-producing nations. Uh, Wow. Yeah, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... 2011, when Harper uh, gets his majority yes. and really starts putting, uh, putting pussies to the pavement. The consolidation of power. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he was
0: doing. Yeah, that is the accepted phrase. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally in his crown speech. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, so Peter Kent... Uh, was the Minister of the Environment under Harper. So naturally, a really good, smart guy. There's a word that that kind of sounds similar to Kent that I would call
0: him, but I won't
3: say. (laughs) So he argued in speeches and in writing uh, that the Kyoto Protocol wouldn't work because China and, and India were not a part of it. And as such, there was no point because they have bigger populations and they also pollute. So we should not be held responsible.
1: Don't look at the per capita. Don't look at the per capita. (laughs) Uh,
3: Additionally, uh, when he officially withdrew from the Kyoto Protocol, uh, he said that Canada uh, could not afford the $14 billion in penalties if they failed to meet their quota in the next year. That is a completely fabricated number. Yeah, what? Uh, the most we would have been charged for failing to meet our our uh, promise was seven hundred million, not fourteen uh, billion. Seven, it's a much
0: different number. Seven hundred is bigger than fourteen.
3: Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's very true.
0: Uh, for someone who say, claims to be pro science, you're very anti math at the moment. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so we were out of Kyoto. We were, uh, I believe, the first country to uh, <laughs> r- like reneg, and I think only, yeah, come on. uh, or well, I think the the states like straight up just didn't join. Well, yeah, yeah, no, naturally that is not they a were, but uh, yeah, like we jumped in, uh, and then we're like. Never mind. It's even worse Peace. too.
0: We're like, yeah, we commit to this. No, no, no. This yeah. shit's hard.
3: Yeah. The, the Kyoto. It's not like we, it would. It would be one thing if like we jumped out like a year or two after. Yeah. Uh, like but like we we years. hung on the whole time, and then like the year before, uh, you know, shit was gonna hit the fan for us. We're like, do you know what? Nah. After we failed massively.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Kyoto Protocol. Was That that was also known as the Kyoto Accord, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember we had to learn about that a lot, both in elementary school and in high school. Yes. Uh, like, they would bring it up all the time, which is evidence of liberal propaganda taught in schools. Yeah. yeah. It That's also
0: right. sounds like a Tom Clancy book, The Kyoto Protocols. Yeah. And like, I'd fucking it, it read that. It does sound it's
2: sinister. Yeah. But yeah, we, we had to learn a lot about that. And I remember being like a youngin. And getting really upset, and, and like it just made no sense to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why somebody would want to back out of such a thing. And obviously, the answer is always money, but
0: yeah. Well, let's hear him out, Dean. Why would they back out?
2: Right? Money, fuck, <laughs> it <wasn't>, was, <laughs> okay. was it, is it that blatant?
3: It was just like the idea that a uh, we should cut down on greenhouse emissions, like that is. Uh, The idea that that is a good thing is sort of antithetical to Harper and his government. Yes. And B, the idea that Canada could be beholden to any collective of nations. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, do something for... Someone other than
0: themselves. Imagine trying to be big dicked as Canada. Like that, <laughs> that's the thing, like, right? What the fuck? Yeah,
3: like oh, like you know, we we don't we don't have to answer this bullshit. It's like <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah, under the thumb minute. of fucking NATO. <laughs> you dude. still
0: have a queen?
3: Dude. Yeah, we yeah. literally
1: answer to the queen. Yeah, so. cool. even
0: like the fucking Caribbean. Just the other day, were like, no more queen, and mm-hmm. they are beating yes. us on that. First. Yeah, Barbados. So,
3: yeah, <laughs> but uh, mo- moving forward through uh, Harper's uh, terms here. Naturally, two thousand eleven he cut back funding as the reptile he is on every branch (laughs) of the government, every publicly funded project he can get his hands on. Yeah, like you know, just gutting safety nets, Mm -hmm. gutting the arts. But nothing got hit as hard as the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. Not a surprise. Uh, the department was a major opponent of the oil and gas industry and was frequently getting in the way of their expansion, uh, with, you know, their regulations and their protections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You damn Uh, water. Yeah. So Harper, uh specifically wanted to make an example out of them. In 2014, $80 million were taken out of their budget, uh, leading the department to shutter the majority of their libraries uh, around the country and necessitating uh, them throwing away and destroying an untold amount of books articles literature Destroying. atlases we to this day we do not know how much data we lost oh
1: okay God. also they did all that and we're like fish fuck you like we are not gonna <laughs> regulate this or determine anything anymore we're not gonna have any sort of safety standards and then one group of big ma people is like okay i'm gonna fish and they're like hey yeah. listen to the department of fisheries and oceans it's like okay cool oh i love that. i love that shit that's awesome
3: it's so cool But yeah, like they had to just shutter all of these libraries and scientists were like coming in before the, these goons uh, came in, these cleanup crews to like grab their data. They had spent their lives collecting before it was just tossed away. A lot of that information uh, was about the history of like ecology and oceanography of this country. Mm -hmm. And this is my own speculation here. This is editorializing on my part. But I think like that was calculated. Like these are the libraries that have to get shuttered. These are the ones that right. uh, we can't we can't uh, afford to have uh, because it's destroying the history of how things used to look. Right. Uh, and you so like down the memory hole. Like you know the this amazing biodiversity, the amount of fish in the oceans, even mm-hmm. like twenty years ago we can't even bear to think about that right. now because we live in such a different world mm-hmm. where like cod populations completely destroyed. Uh, so many like salmon are really, really hurting. Uh, so if we just, you know, never even consider like one of my favorite uh, stories about this is Christopher Columbus while he was, uh, coming to America, uh, to, you know, just do normal things and mm-hmm. be a nice guy. The
0: unproblematic. Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> while they were like sailing into the Caribbean, the sailors were kept up at night because of how many sea turtle shells were bashing <laughs> into the sides. Like it was like they were riding <laughs> on, on, on a wave sea of turtles. sea turtles because that's how plentiful they were and how many sea there were. It's like, so awesome on this continent and now like to see one sea turtle you're like oh wow what a life-changing experience
1: <laughs> i saw one dead one one time yeah
2: yeah i wish i if i were to hop in a boat i would just get rammed with sea turtles like I, yeah. that's the world i want to get exactly but yeah. it's like specifically
3: and like you you can even see like passenger pigeons in this country would blot out the sky for days as a flock would fly over an area and now they're extinct. Jesus. But like there's there's a specific motivation in conservative circles to uh, memory hole and erase the history of ecology in this country because uh, you know it sort of instills a sense of dread and horror in you and makes you want to stop anything like that from happening again, mm-hmm. uh, which you know cannot be
0: tolerated. How how important could the Department of Oceans and Fisheries be though in Canada? Famously a landlocked nation, right? Yeah, like yeah. I know it's like yeah none somebody... of
3: our, yeah none of our economy uh, depends on the oceans
0: whatsoever. Yeah, and I know it's like they're like 70 oh, percent of the fresh water in North America is in Canada. Yeah, that means there's thirty percent elsewhere so <laughs> yeah and that's a lot yeah that's like almost 40 yeah. percent yeah. we only yeah.
1: border three oceans there's like at least two other ones yeah we don't even touch
2: so. yeah we don't even touch for those now
0: guys. soon enough we will border all five oceans yeah. <laughs> but until that day yeah fuck the department of fishering or whatever <laughs> <laughs> who needs it i've never even heard of fuck it fuck the department of catfishing that's <laughs> <Yeah>. fucked up <laughs> yeah that, i'm tired of fake fucking friends when we have a department to deal with that <laughs> But, yeah, this sounds uh, incredibly nightmarish. Yeah. I think you're 100% correct that this definitely sounds like a targeted withdrawal of resources. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, if you don't have a history, like, I wouldn't know anything about these species until you told me. I'd just be like, oh, yeah. Like, I imagine we've probably lost some fish, but I don't know.
3: Yeah, no, it's like, it's fundamentally the world in general, but, like, this country and, like, Mm -hmm. our fish populations – are different planets at
0: this point, just a fundamentally different place. And maintaining these populations is essential to the ecosystem, right? Because the ecosystem is famously very fragile. The withdrawal of, like, one species can completely fuck everything up. Especially
3: something as fundamental and uh, plentiful as, like, the cod were off of the the maritimes. Like, you could walk across the water. There were so many cod.
0: But can you expand a bit on the importance of cod, like, in the ecosystem, because obviously we know the economic value of them, it's a core industry for pretty much the entirety yeah. of the maritimes. But did they have like another role within the ecosystem, like essential, like keeping populations down, or
3: uh, they were just sort of uh, like a base for the same way that like mosquitoes and like flying insects are sort of a base level of the food chain. Right. Like every everything that eats anything starts by eating the tiniest things and like right. the easiest prey, which are Cod. So if you remove uh,
0: that, you've taken away the base of that yeah. pyramid.
3: And like the the oceans now, like this is true uh, in Canadian oceans, but also just in general, uh, everything is so overfished that uh, mollusks and squids are filling that role. So where there used to be massive schools oh, of fish, boy. there are tons and tons of squid now, which are much less nutrient heavy, yeah. uh much uh you know less profitable to, to fish and less worse for us to eat. Way more arms. Yeah. But,
2: but a lot cooler than cod. That is true. And they you can, are like,
0: dope. You can pull them out of the gra- like out of the water and like cock them like a shotgun and shoot ink at people. That's true. So how have you considered yeah. that? Real, Sometimes they can be kids. That's, too, that's actually real life great. splatoon. Yeah, that's why that's why <laughs> yeah, the NWO... Yeah.
3: Uh, is is trying to, you know,
0: kill fish and
3: fund squid because they <laughs> like that they're kids sometimes. And that's
0: why the they're reason they're increasing squid. So that's what the conservative plan is. We need to up the squid quota. So when Justin Trudeau goes fishing, they've increased the odds of him having another blackface incident. <laughs> <laughs> when he reaches in the water and he just gets inked. Yeah. And he just and looks, he's like, I
3: didn't mean to. He looks in the camera <laughs> yeah. and he makes he a big,
0: it. <laughs> a yeah. big oh. O
2: face. Yeah, yeah.
0: But he also had really pink lips for some reason. He couldn't quite explain that. Yeah. He was wearing
2: lipstick that day. <laughs> yeah strange. <laughs> but yeah,
3: at the same time that Harper was butchering research budgets and decimating like the Department of Fisheries and Oceans Bureaucratic red tape was at an all-time high for government scientists. So they, they, they didn't have money to actually fund any research <laughs> or libraries. But when it comes to just shitty little mutant middlemen, they, they found something remember,
0: in the budget. And of conservative I love... pictures are like, no big government, no bureaucratic uh, yeah, for, regulation. For
1: independent small businesses, they're like, we're going to remove all your red tape, don't even worry. And all then for civil servants who like pay, gets paid for out of our budgets, so you would think they wouldn't want... To many of them they're no. like no nah, we're gonna you have to do a lot of shit and jump through yeah. 95 hoops. and like, like this is where it
3: gets to the real like red china like terrible authoritarian regime stuff Man, know, uh terrible. like it, like reading this it's Reminds me of Chernobyl and, like, the, the, the scientists, like, constantly under pressure from these, like, mm. you know, shadowy people above them that they don't really understand. Uh, just for some examples, the researchers at the Experimental Lakes area in Ontario uh, had to fill out five clearance forms in order to hire a high school student for a summer job. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Damn. Like,
3: that's to the level that this was, like, right. completely... Like just the point was to demoralize. Uh, Another example. So the the bureaucratic thicket was so dense that at one point, uh, a request from a journalist from the Canadian press to speak with uh, one of these uh, climate scientists resulted in 110 pages of emails (coughs) between 16 government communication staffers. Oh, my
1: God.
3: Yeah. So 16 people collecting paychecks, you know, typing out hundreds of pages of emails to see if one guy will be allowed to do
0: an interview with the press. And, you know, those comms people are always like sons of like, oh yeah, Yeah. it's the perfect make work program. And that's, and that's another thing like highlighting these, uh, hypocrisies where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to reduce the ability to staff the science sector, but we're going to find the money to hire, you know, 16 sons of jet ski salesmen to send out emails. So the, the point of this was to just
3: frustrate, demoralize scientists, Mm -hmm. uh, and get them, you know, complacent and
0: to stop caring about their jobs basically so you're getting the overt pressure and the withdrawal of funding and then this more kind of implicit not necessarily subtle but not yeah just like death
3: of a thousand cuts like a tiny little like annoyances and nuisances you have to deal with to stop you from
0: actually participating in a meaningful way it's effective like that's a great way to really double down and get what you want
2: yeah well yeah you you kill two birds with one stone with that like you said you're you're making work and like 300 types of fish (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: so one of the biggest things about this was the government basically disallowing a- any government-paid scientists from talking to the media whatsoever. If, uh, say, you know, someone from the Toronto Star emails you saying, like, "Oh, hey, like, your new publication is very interesting. We're hoping to do like a little spot. Like, would you be free?" The- you're not allowed to respond to that. You have to forward Send that email to uh, one of these middlemen, conservative media mutant guys, mm-hmm. and then they decide whether or not you're allowed to message them. And most of the time, you would not. They would instead, if you were allowed to message them, you would have to send your response to this conservative. Get it uh, yeah, get it <laughs> proofread. They would change things as they needed to. Yeah. Good uh, And then they would send it to the press. What Damn. were
0: the consequences for going this chain of command?
3: So there was one example. Uh, I talk about it, this guy again later on. Okay. But there was a shark researcher who answered a question about where hammered head sharks live uh for like this it was like this little like fluff story six year old yeah yeah and then he got a uh reprimanded he was called up to head office and they told him if you do that again you will be fired you will be terminated that seems insanely illegal well it technically was yeah uh but it was completely insane. Like the the thing about this is that all of this was done really, really quietly. Yeah, of course. Uh, e- again, even like someone like me who like is a scientist, I didn't know about any of this. Mm-hmm. Like it started slowly. Like there are a few scientists here and there, mostly like environmental scientists, being told that they could not do press releases. So like they could put out their publication, but they weren't allowed to hold a press release about it uh, at their university or anything. A lot of this policy was buried in a budget bill that passed in 2011, and it was a lot easier than you'd think it would would be possible because nothing in any government employee's contract gives them the right to talk to the press because it's sort of assumed that you wouldn't need to protect that, right? Like you'd never think that... You know, The government would say, like, no, 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 like, you who, like, you know, skim algae off a pond, you're not allowed to talk to CBC. Yeah, you divas, you famously yeah.
0: unreliable media-hungry <laughs> yeah. people.
3: And, so, like, it, it's not like these guys, like, are protecting government secrets. <laughs> they just know how
0: much algae is in the pond. Well, okay, but what if uh, China or Iran or whoever we're mad at on behalf of Israel or the United States uses that information to create so much algae that it flakes over the water and kills us all?
2: Ah uh, yes, mm, that's fair. The great algae takeover. That's We're literally
1: right. already just doing that by accident. We don't need. To yeah, that is that, <laughs> a, that is
2: actually happening.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah,
3: like Harper comes in and he says, oh, "Nothing strange. I haven't changed your contracts. I'm just enforcing them now." Oh my god! Uh, oh, so nice. you really can't shit. complain. A- and like, yeah, I like I don't even have time to touch like social science. Right. But this was also happening in like sociology and psychology fields. Oh my fields. god! <laughs> uh, like. Even something just as like one small example, like Harper removes the long form census in 2011. I remember this. So that's like, that's 10 years of demographic data. Like it's a, I have uh, delivered these censuses. Like I was a census worker uh, last time this happened and it's a bitch to fill out. It's terrible. It's three pages and I have to sit there with you for... It probably takes two hours to do. That sounds uh, nice. Uh but yeah, no, I got to sit with a lot of old folks. That's wonderful. Nice. One guy like one guy was like, Okay, we'll do this, but like you have to have a beer with me and I was like, I'm on the <laughs> job, sir. And he's like, Well then I'm not feeling it out. It's like okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's just so much important like demographic data mm-hmm. uh about you know, race, gender, class, mm-hmm. uh, all these things and, like, learning how our country is changing that we just, like, there's a 10-year gap in that data set now. We just, like, for, like, 2011 or 2001 to 2011, we just don't know what was happening in Canada because just a tiny thing of, like, oh, people find that annoying uh, and it cuts the, the budget by, like, X n- number of million dollars,
2: so bye-bye. Yeah, because. Cr- actually... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's it's super beneficial politically to have that gap. You know what I mean? So people mm-hmm. can't look back and be like, your administration fucking sucked. Yeah, look, at, and exactly. look at all the data here.
3: It's the same with, like, the, the memory holding of the oceanography data. It's yeah. just like, you know, if, if we didn't record anything, then it didn't happen. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, a lot of that census data is used towards determining, like, allocation of social spending yeah. or, like, budgetary needs. If they're like, oh, we have a much older elderly population, maybe we should shift some money into, like, long-term care. Because, mm-hmm. you know, nothing bad could happen if you cheap out on long-term care, yeah. as we've seen.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Well, yeah, no, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's out of so sight, depressing. out of mind. And then we can just keep this... Ugly machine running And yeah.
1: also weren't you Showing me pictures Of like there was Literal dumpsters Of data About the, I, I'm i sure it was Probably the oceanography Stuff yeah. But like they Jesus. literally Like just threw out Research into the trash And then mm-hmm. burnt it like, It
3: would have been yeah. cool If they actually Research from like 20, 30, 50 years ago just, Yeah Just uh,
0: gone a like A homeless thing. individual finds it becomes the smartest person in the world <laughs> on like oceanography. I,
2: I was gonna say what they should have done is is like try to set it back into the sea, like try to release it. Here's <laughs> yeah. like, so yeah. your numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna set you free. Yeah. We
3: we obtained this eldritch knowledge from you and we will return it yeah, just yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah, the mother
0: yeah, yeah. ocean. Yeah. These tentacles sprawl it yeah. from the beach and just bring it back yeah.
2: in. Poseidon take uh-huh. the as we throw <laughs> these papers. These in
0: forbidden uh, spreadsheets no longer <laughs> <laughs> will be
3: in our Hands. but yeah so all of these government scientists were completely muzzled if they got any like press release at all it was edited by the by the government uh more <laughs> more often than not you would just not be allowed to talk to the press yeah. whatsoever and this was not just climate scientists which is what i sort of assumed it would just be people like working on like greenhouse gases right. or ocean temperatures that's what i thought too no any scientist employed by the government, this would happen. It uh, doesn't matter if you were looking into, like, sea otters, algae, earthquakes, again, like, social sciences, too, all got muzzled. One climate researcher was forbidden to do an interview about a flood that occurred 13,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, it did not matter how esoteric, how banal. Uh, yeah. Uh, with uh, your research, it could be in, in regards to climate and like policy. Just, just no. The red dot site on his head. Yeah. I
0: have to go now.
3: <laughs> exactly. Uh, like the shark researcher that I was talking about before, uh, pre-Harper, he reported that he'd do maybe like 40 interviews a year. Because like, you know, people like sharks. Yeah, shark week. Uh, during the Harper, uh, during all of the Harper years, he
0: got three no. He was allowed to do three interviews. My question Ooh. is, why did he not like simply... Like three total? Yeah. yeah. Like, why oh. did, why did he not simply eat Stephen Harper? He's a shark. <laughs> I, well, he's not a shark. Well, Re- he's a shark researcher. No, he's a guy who researched sharks. Oh, I thought uh, it was a street shark, shark in, like, a lab Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's going to tell this guy shit?
2: <laughs> so, I know somebody who that I was mentioning earlier who works with, like, what is it, like, soil testing, essentially, mm-hmm. on the grounds of, like, our, uh, building sites... Mm. And stuff like that. And, like, yeah. proposing, you know, new buildings to go up in Toronto. And uh, they also had a gag order. Like, it literally affected everything.
1: That would literally just make your building sink. Like, okay, yeah, I'm not allowed to no, research the fucking soil no, where we're putting that, this building anymore. Like, <laughs>
2: they were allowed to do the research. It's just... If somebody were to try to ask them questions about, like, do you mind explaining, like, what you're doing or, mm. like, you know, what's what's the role of, like, a, a soil researcher surveyor, at yeah. the, or a surveyor and, or even, like, how is it here in Toronto or, like, what are the difficulties <laughs> that, like, the city needs to fix? Like, you wouldn't be able to have those conversations at all. So like essentially, what it did too was it kind of put a, a stifle on, like you said, the research because your papers aren't getting that media attention, which kind of also aids you, right, in in mm-hmm. making sure that what you're researching gets out there. Yeah. A lot of the time. Well, what's there's, the
3: point in doing it if you're not allowed to tell anyone about? Yeah, it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Like there's this there's this uh, back and forth between like. You know, science media and science research. Yeah. And like, if science media isn't able to report on your science research, you essentially have zero audience again. Mm.
3: And like this, this was Not responsible going for to... a lot of brain drain too yeah. uh, in this country. Like obviously, American scientists get paid a lot more because they have like these wicked private in, uh, universities that just have insane and the tuitions budgets. like one hundred yeah, billion yeah, dollars. And a you year. get to join like the fun pedophile cults <laughs> yeah. uh, at yeah. Harvard or whatever. Start uh, studying. But so that was already <laughs> bad. But then when you get these gag orders and, like, you can't publish your work and you can't get press about it, mm. so you can sell your books or whatever, a lot of scientists were like, well, I'm never going to work in this country again. And yeah. a lot of, like, really promising researchers uh, left and
2: will never come back. Which was definitely the goal. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, get the one. fuck out of here. I don't want to have to pay you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Okay. I've got one more point before we move on. When I read this, my jaw hit the floor. I could not believe that this actually happened. But during uh, the Harper years, post-2011, scientists, you know, how we go to these conferences uh, and, like, you, you get the posters up. Yeah, BronyCon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When, when you're going to BronyCon, <laughs> but for algae. Oh. Um, Scientists, uh, Canadian <laughs> scientists, would go to these like national and international symposiums and conferences, chaperoned by government oh, agents.
0: Fuck. Oh uh, my god! The, sunglasses
3: on. Yeah, it's like Pistol. Cold War shit. It's stuff. Cold War <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's it's weird. like fucking uh, sending ba- ballerinas to New York. Like they have to be chaperoned yeah. by like the biggest ugliest dudes possible. Also,
1: I'm thinking BronyCon for algae. They have like sexy algae, like mouse. Yeah. <laughs> like pads and yeah. everything, too. Algae <laughs> cool. with
0: like a fucking juicy Dumber yeah. yeah, that's and awesome. They've, they've cut the center out, so just the big swinging cock.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick. But yeah, like the these government agents would come accompany uh, these scientists to. Uh, God. To these conferences, uh, would monitor their discussions with other scientists, and if they were approached by uh, any sort of reporter or press, would step in front of uh, the scientists. <laughs> oh and my like, god! You know, like they were paparazzi. Get or down, something. Mr.
0: Researcher. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> diving in front of the camera. Yeah. This it's is fucking insane.
3: insane. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, what China did with, with COVID was dystopian.
0: You're yeah. basically oh a professional god. bully at that point where yeah. you
2: refuse to let the nerds talk to anyone. Exactly. You're knocking
0: the books out of their hands. <laughs> the interesting
2: thing about this, too, is, like, the whole rest of the world also was well aware that this was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was – it's funny because as Canadian citizens, it seemed like, you know, there might have been press coverage. I was very, very young at the time. Yeah, we, I was, like, two. But
1: so. – <laughs>
2: Uh, was, okay. 2011 <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was two years old i have to tell you <laughs> i'm baby
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it seemed like there wasn't tons of of coverage on it there there probably was but again i was very young it doesn't seem like something that's been persevered throughout history as like fact like cold heart fact here mm. in canada uh and more just like speculation yeah, it's, it seems. it's definitely it's Fallen by the wayside. No yeah. one really People, remembers this. except on for the
0: know that it happened, but nothing about it. But yeah. on,
2: on the world stage, even like I remember the, the UN's response. To like the the science report and research like gagging that was going on, and uh, you know we would get booed like at oh the yeah UN. no it was
3: really embarrassing. We were the heel. No
2: seriously, yeah. like people would boo like the Canadian representative yeah. because uh, we were essentially building our own propaganda machine.
1: Mm. Please right? still do that at UN. That'd yeah, be so please. funny.
2: <laughs> no, like that's cool and all, but I'm just saying it was interesting to see that people on the right are, like you said before, memory holing what Harper did. In this instance, and being like, no, Harper was actually kind of sick. Whereas, like the whole rest of the world was like, mm. "What is happening with your science and your research? You yeah. guys were like leading the way, and now you have n- nothing to report on at all." It's like, like Har- this is sketchy as fuck. Harper
0: was doing all the shit like Trump would get lambasted for now, or it's like, oh, overstepping like prefer- professional and like personal boundaries. Yeah, and like de the EPA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, he he had respect. And honor. Mm-hmm. So even the liberals were like, wow, he's such a great leader. It's like, yeah, no, this shit has been happening and it will not stop happening yeah. as long as there is a conservative yeah, like on in, the fucking ballot. In
3: the, the safely, they had to rehabilitate W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, and like he hung out with Ellen and now he's cool again. We never had to rehabilitate Harper because we were always fine with him.
0: Towards the end, there was that backlash. People were like, oh, he's going too far now because he's just explicitly saying the stuff he's always believed. Yeah. But even then, it was like, oh, two years later, people were like, yeah, he's fine. Let him be speaking tours. Let him sell his incredibly shitty book. Let him be on a puzzle made by a simpleton. It's like, it's all good. You can do that now. I can't wait. Like, Trudeau, I hope we get to rehabilitate. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see the rewritten history where they're like, wow, he was oh, such a know. smart and sensitive leader. We
2: know yeah. that Trudeau is going to get, gonna get Obama'd. We know this. I cannot wait. Yeah, we're going to yeah. start
1: wearing those sweaters where he's like riding a unicorn again. Remember when oh. everyone did that, yeah. like the and first week he got elected? Yeah. 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 Cool.
2: So cool. I do wearing? that, but with uh, Xi Jinping, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have the Winnie the Pooh yeah. the kind yeah. of Xi Jinping image. But, yeah. but uh, yeah. we know Justin Trudeau is going to go like full Netflix celebrity audiobook. Oh, yeah. Like, pop uh playlist <laughs> yeah <editing laughs> we're, playlist. We're, we're gonna
3: see uh, justin trudeau uh led version of hamilton actually he's oh, gonna cool. play hamilton it's Who, gonna be so so cool.
2: blackface jokes are very old but me saying that trudeau is gonna get obama is very funny in the context of his blackface that's history. right
0: who's gonna be the canadian musician for his podcast like obama has with bruce springsteen mm. tragically hip well yeah um, but there's like they
1: died
2: <laughs> they didn't die. <laughs> the the tragically talented one did not one died. die. Yeah. <laughs> The
0: one everybody likes.
2: It
1: would. Though. It would that's totally two. have been Gord, though. Totally. No. Yeah. I, I,
2: no it would. Fucking
1: they're friends. No, I, yes. It would yeah, have.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like Gord Downey has at least enough had at least enough awareness
2: of like actual indigenous issues. Yeah.
0: And being like, oh, this is fucked up. You're fucking this up. You
2: stupid. At least shit. enough to steal stories from other actual indigenous yeah, writers. That is also true.
0: The that's man, my hot take. Man had a giant tumor in his brain. I don't know if he was thinking. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. The only reason I'm personally affected by this is because the, the secret un- path. The secret path is a story that. Was actually written by uh, Lee miracle in like the '80s. Oh shit! Really? That he stole. <laughs> uh, in summary, Harper
3: completely throttled, you know, government science and the scientific community in general in this country for years. And we don't really think about it now. We don't talk about it now. At the time, there was a lot of outrage, but. Yeah, no, it's sort of, uh, again, like like all of the data that we still lost, uh, even if uh, Trudeau did come in and a lot of these uh, policies were reversed, uh, which is good, but the damage that
0: was done, we're still, you know, yeah. facing the consequences. Nine, of. Like, <laughs> yeah, four years for sure of majority control. And that yeah. is so much data that's been lost. Yeah. yeah.
3: Decades like- and decades. Uh, and like scientists who have left this country and will never come back. And yeah, the the specter of the fact that this could happen again
0: extremely easily. Oh mm. yeah. will happen again within the next ten years. Yeah. For certain.
1: And we just have no animals now. So <laughs> soon we're just not gonna need research. We're gonna have no nature. You yeah. know what? He
2: was actually thinking ahead on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> He's like fuck it, these
1: <laughs> kill every animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: right. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I have on, uh, you know, conservation of the natural world. Uh, Megan, do you have something about sort of cultural conservation? I do.
1: Does anyone want to talk about NIMBYs for a uh, second?
0: Yes. Oh. Are perhaps one of the, the under... The No? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, no. <laughs> perhaps one of the underrated villains in our uh, long canon, the NIMBY. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always behind the scenes doing many things.
2: You know, we talk about personal vendettas a lot. With local politicians and just people that we hate because, like, we're all very cynical mm-hmm. here on the pod. But uh, I think there there's two people that keep coming up a lot. And you might think, oh, it's uh, right wingers and Nazis, and it's like, no, it's actually usually transphobes and nimbys. Yeah, those probably come are. up a lot on our show. Yeah, two <laughs> and, of the
0: enemies we'd like to smash the most. Yeah.
1: And yeah, what's, I'll have sex with them. What's more fun to hate on than NIMBYs in Toronto? Yeah, now yeah. that's a combo. That's a one-two I'm so punch, excited.
2: Babe. Meg, do you want to explain what a NIMBY is to our, our uh, listeners? Yes. Not there? interested it, in men, but boys?
1: <laughs> Where's the why? <laughs>
0: At the end of boys. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, It means not in my backyard. It is basically I, you know, I'm always torn because I do hate developers because they usually like don't care about anything and are just like money hungry. So I do appreciate when people stand up to developers. But unfortunately, a lot of the times it's just people that would love their property values to like only increase and never do anything remotely bad or necessary near them at all ever so they're like do not build this i will kill you if you build this so that's sort of what we're looking at with this situation in toronto right now
2: and and this has been a phenomenon that's gone uh back for a very long time oh
1: like yeah since like i don't know probably since since humans (laughs) have existed like since suburbs at least any yeah any
0: attempt to develop in suburbia anything that isn't Also high-priced houses has famously been met with the with the statement "Not in my backyard." You've heard it for nuclear power. You've heard it for wind power, solar Mm -hmm. power.
2: It almost always has to do with some kind of like um, uh, social infrastructure. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, where it's like, "Oh well, we don't want that around here." Yeah, you can try. Whereas, like you can you can build a high-rise. Yeah. And that's that's cool. You because, could build luxury condos all you want. Because and then that's you're not like going to attract I was going to say what's yeah. the difference between mm. the two, right? Or even
3: like a black owned business. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh you know, again, what's the difference between the two? And it's usually uh poor people a Anything lot of the time.
0: That could je- jeopardize in big scare quotes the demographic population of that area. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. in this instance, as Megan's going to explain, there's a very specific population that wants to keep another out.
1: Yeah. So Toronto had committed to building modular units of affordable housing um, for the city's homeless population. They had done this at like three separate sites. So the most recently announced site was a parking lot in East York, where they're going to build 64 units of affordable housing. The The building is just, um, it sort of looks like shipping containers and it's like a, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not actually made of. Shipping containers because it seems to be a very poor building material, obviously. But it's like a studio apartment for each one. And then, like, staff are on site yeah. to be, like, helping people, like, adjust to, you know, living on their own. And if they need support or anything, there's yeah. people there. So it's, there's, like, it's an supervised office. supervised living. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. It,
2: it, would it a transitional housing? Yes. Like, it's essentially between the streets and getting your own place.
0: And it's a very yeah. common
2: quite successful practice in the social
0: welfare and social services field it's Mm -hmm. integral to getting people back up
1: so the most recent one um has met with a ton of pushback from the neighborhood famously the reason we're talking about this is that there was a viral video of the community organizers who uh standing on this parking lot with like signs and yelling like you can't build this thing here essentially and then the news went and they're like why can't they build this thing here and they went well this parking lot is the heart of our community
3: okay we, we have to who we have to describe who says this so his, his general. The, there, the, there's two this men
1: is, they interview in yeah. in the interview. Mostly, they're both white men in their fifties. Um, they're obviously <laughs> both homeowners. They have children. Uh, they probably
2: small business owners.
1: Children owners. Yeah, but I know. They basically argue that homeless people being in this neighborhood mm-hmm. is like auto bad for children. Their yes. their argument is that. This parking lot, which is the supposed hub and heart of their community, (laughs) um, there's a school near it and a hockey rink and a baseball diamond. So then they're like, well, if you put affordable housing here, they're literally implying that the homeless people are going to like stab their children or something. Like they're like, oh, they said along the lines of, you know, people that are going through a really hard time in their lives. Like we agree that there's like needs to be housing, but here doesn't seem like the best place to do it. Yeah, this this parking lot connects us to all these different things. We need to like park our cars here. I actually (laughs) looked on Google Maps because I saw that someone was saying this on Twitter, but there is literally a parking lot directly across the street. (laughs) And the person on Twitter was saying, almost never is this parking lot full because there's one directly beside it that actually is in front of the hockey rink so like you would this is overflow parking the only time it's ever needed is basically during soccer tournaments or hockey tournaments which which the city has committed to finding additional parking for those events they're basically (laughs) like we will lift street parking restrictions if that's the main issue the other thing is that the city like really doesn't give a fuck what these protesters are saying they were basically like we're building this i'm sorry like okay. they need they need to use up their um budget from the federal right. government by the end of the year you so they have to get it. it built and they are willing to have community discussions about the look and the landscaping and the parking issue but like this this the citizens are mad because the government like won't even consider not building it essentially so they're trying to stop that um, let's play Let's have a, let's have a
0: discussion, Megan. You're going to be an advocate for this center and I'll, I'll be the homeowner. Okay. Uh, hello. Welcome to the parking lot.
1: <laughs> Hi. W- wait, what? Who am what I? Wait,
0: you, you are trying to build a home. Yeah. Okay, what, yeah. what do you want to build here?
1: I, I would like to build 64 units of modular housing for okay. our, our city's homeless. Population. I'm allowed to have
0: input on how it should look, right? Yeah. You guys are committed to this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 36 foot high wall barbed wire guard towers (laughs) uh, bars on the windows bars for doors Mm. Uh, you have support staff right yeah give them guns (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also if possible give them a second gun and uh, let's see is there anything else about the design? What, what, what other input can I give?
2: Whenever, whenever they're checked in to the quote-unquote hotel or yes. whatever you want to call it, call them de- detainees yes. from now yeah. on. And, and
0: they have a certain amount of time that they have to spend there, let's say. And <laughs> yeah. we can determine that with a community uh, advocate, yeah. <laughs> judge. Yeah. And uh, let's say we start 25 years. Hey, it could be a home for life. Huh? Hey. Sounds good. And what if we make them work for one cent a day to improve neighborhood?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. This, yes. See, uh, this is the
3: power of yeah. dialogue. Yeah. See, protest works. Yeah, that's um, right.
1: yeah. So there's a good article in the Toronto Star by Emma Taitil, um about this issue. And she made a funny joke that the the people protesting it literally make it sound like the parking lot is a UNESCO World Heritage site which is very funny but she also said um, she like pulled up the research for their concerns first of all their concerns that like crime will increase or that their children are in danger and second that their property values will go down which is obviously like what their actual concern is but they have done case studies like the city has before with building things like this and there's no evidence that crime actually goes up there's not even evidence that the property property values go down at all like there's literally no backing for these arguments
0: in Kingston when they built the HIV AIDS Resource Center they were like this is going to be a death knell for princess street this is going to destroy a vibrant part of what no it (laughs) did
2: not It literally didn't and it's provided a great resource for people i love that place they're they're awesome
0: incredible and it's the same thing when they were they dared to install needle needle receptacles in various locations around the city when they built the street health team oh you're putting it right in downtown you're going to jeopardize the safety of kingston's vibrant downtown all that happens is you give people a safe place to work through these issues. And guess what happens? Crime goes
2: down. I remember um, the integrated care hub uh, was getting extended at um, Artillery Park there. Yes. And I remember going on Reddit and seeing a bunch of NIMBY assholes being like oh now more businesses are going to get robbed or now more people are going to get stabbed and like arson's going to go up in the community Ar- it's like arson? It's like we literally hear about every car accident that fucking yes, happened there's going to be so city. many more horse jackings now <laughs> yeah like we hear about everything because this isn't a, a huge place like there's no need to skip over certain news stories we might hear about people getting fucking stabbed by artillery part yeah yeah like and that these things just weren't happening
0: a girl slapped a horse at homecoming and it was like <laughs> front page news. news and it was and it's still a thing three years yeah later. people
2: do uh request about the horse girl quite if, often still yeah
0: if this were happening and let's remember that a lot of people that are dealing with these issues have pretty substantial mental health issues and
2: risks. Oh, definitely. No, yeah, it's not utopian.
0: People that are dealing with mental health issues are more likely to be victimized than be committing these so-called acts of crime. This is a vulnerable population. This isn't a dangerous population. This is a vulnerable population. And in fact, putting it in a suburban area is actually the perfect location for it because there's built-in structure and safety support modules nearby. So long as people aren't NIMBY assholes assaulting them. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing. That's the only danger in this
2: area is the fucking community members living in it. The retaliation from the community members that are currently there that don't want to see this in their area. Yeah.
0: And I remember in that press release, I talked about like, we don't want to see university students wearing community volunteer shirts out in the street, like community safety shirts. Like the press release had some of the most insane Fucking like requests and demands from these mm. psychos. Yeah. But yeah. I'm glad the city's just going forward with it. That's actually mm-hmm. surprising to me.
1: Yeah. Well, like they're continuing to push back on it, but it's mostly like they'll stand in the parking lot and yell or like post on Facebook. So I think the city's sort of just like who <laughs> yeah. cares?
0: They're gonna go on next door. Well that's yeah. them proving
3: that it is a cultural hub. <laughs> yeah. We hang out here every single day. <laughs> yeah. Save our
0: parking lot. Save our parking
3: but lot.
1: But it, it's just like the yeah. The the juxtaposition of it being a parking lot, literally a slab of concrete, across like, from another just, parking lot. Yeah, it just made it so funny, and so you can like so many ho- like housing advocates can point to this and be like, they like literally people will argue to not have homeless people in their neighborhood over anything, like yes. any yes. No, any single matter. thing. Yeah. You
3: could they, build. They'd it rather could've... a barren wasteland. They'd rather an irradiated pit. It's yeah, like, you
2: could have been It could have been, been a dump. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. you could
0: beautify this dump. Be like, we're gonna build. We're gonna convert this dump. Into a you know affordable house, and they'd be like, "I fucking love this dump so much. Of my child's (laughs) shit is in this dump. I spend
2: most hours of my day at this dump. Actually, (laughs) yeah. I actually look. I mean, I love the dirt.
0: Mm, mm, I'm mm, eating the dirt. mm, Delicious. You're you're (laughs) taking away a prized (laughs) possession of mine.
1: What this woman was saying in the Toronto Star article was interesting that it was like neighborhoods like East York that at the beginning of the pandemic, like single family households, like homeowners areas were like banging pots and pans saying like, we're all in this together for COVID. Like, I love you Mm frontline workers. And then they're like, okay, you know, who's like actually really affected by COVID? It's people like in shelters or on the street. Like maybe we could give them all studio apartments. And then they're like, well, I would rather you die actually than suggest that. You you know
2: what? I can never, I can never... My, my choice of words is never as good as I wish it was, and in that uh, Phil Ox's song that I've showed you guys many a times, and uh, I'm pretty sure listeners at home have probably heard it as well, uh, Love Me, I'm a Liberal handles Classic. that much better than I could when it comes to NIMBYism.
1: I cheered when Humphrey
2: was chosen My faith in the system restored and I'm glad that the commies were thrown out From the AFL-CIO bar And I love Puerto Ricans and Negroes As long as they don't move next door So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Yeah,
0: it's... It's perfect because the only defining difference between liberal and conservative ideology is like your so called social signifiers, mm. where it's like, oh, I support gay marriage. Okay. Would you be happy if they move next door to you? And they're like, well, you know, I support I don't want to have to see it all yeah. the time. Or it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's a little much yeah.
2: when they shove it down my throat. Like, that's I right.
0: amplify black voices. Okay, so what do you think about the redlining practices in your fucking neighborhood that prevents anybody with a skin tone darker than eggshell white from moving in? Yeah. Well, you know, it's the right of the homeowner. Or,
2: or, or like, you know, real estate agents posting like black squares. And it's like, you do realize your whole, <laughs> your whole, you know, you an infrastructure anime. has been built around the idea of getting white people to white neighborhoods. Yeah.
3: Um. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I was reading this insane article. Like this was out of, uh, I want to say Massachusetts. hmm um, but did I say that right? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, there was this black couple who had, uh, like flipped a house and they were trying to sell it, uh, and they were getting offers lower than what they paid for yep. it. Oh yeah. Uh, so they were like, oh, this is insane. Like we put so much money, so much, so many hours into this house and we're losing money on it. Uh, so what they did is they got their white friends, like a couple of white friends to show the house and the, the price was increased by like 2.2.5 times. Oh my God. Like they were getting like
0: buckets, loads more money. It's insane. Marketplace literally did a story on this last week about like the differences. And this is from like, they, this is partially inspired by like the community housing initiative and the pushback to it. They're like, Oh, we have four homeowners, white, uh, Asian Canadian, Afro Canadian, and then uh, there was another one. I can't remember what it was exactly. And they they like recorded covertly like the real estate agent's doing the appraisal, talking to the clients. And it's like, oh, when it was a white family, they spent like 10 minutes talking with them and more time on the house. Mm. When it was a black woman selling the house, the guy literally w- walked around, didn't even ring the doorbell, like walked around her house first, inspected everything, said, yeah, here's the here's the rate, and then walked away. Oh my and God. And it was like $100,000 less. Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's also so frustrating because you can tell in this stupid video from this that like they definitely consider themselves like, woke like it's it's yeah, East York it's like downtown Toronto very expensive housing like they I don't know and they are yeah, like they're like wearing PNC. like fashionable coats and they're like I don't know it's just well, that's what it is. It's so frustrating
2: and they will continue to say what they need to say so long as it, is, it isn't Things that directly affect their lives. Yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll just again, say like, "Oh,
1: like these people are going through a hard time. They need housing. They do need support. Just like not here. Where no, not my kid what, plays hockey once a and week. And like, that's okay. what
2: NIMBYism is all about, folks. Like it's it's literally these people that will uh, posture and virtue signal. And when when people talk about virtue signaling, a lot of the time this is the people that they actually mean. Yeah. Like it's a straw man for these people, but these people genuinely do exist out there where their whole well-being and and their whole branding of themselves is this idea of someone who's caring and about their community. But what it means in reality is that when times actually get tough or when they actually are in a position to make that change – they will only do so if it benefits them. It's also yeah.
1: like who gets to be part of a community. Like they definitely see themselves as like loving community oh, and loving local. But like it's very specific who gets to be part of a locality or gets to be part of a community. Like And what we're seeing sad.
0: is because this is a story where it also cuts along racial lines where you have, you know, families of color in this Neighborhood that are also unified and being like, no, we don't want this here. And it goes to show you that the main class signifier is class. (laughs) Like the main, the main, it cuts along those class lines. And if you want to see what the ultimate determinant in fucking Canadian society is, because we do have a fairly demographically diverse population, but we don't get a lot of these changes because it's ultimately capital that's going to determine what actually fucking happens and what doesn't.
2: Oh yeah. Race is always one thing that affects stuff, but like wealth
0: because wealth allows you to transcend race in this country. Mm-hmm. Not, You're never going to be on the same standing, but you can overcome a lot of the shit that other people experience if you happen to be a person of color who's also unbelievably wealthy. Yeah. You're yeah. still going to experience discrimination, but it's not going to affect you the way it does someone who also yeah. faces class discrimination on top of that.
1: And what Dean said is we were originally watching this video, which obviously has been brought up in a lot of these articles I've been reading, but like, if a parking lot is the heart of your community, that's fucking sad. Yeah. Like your life is sad. You have yeah, no, Literally, like you what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, this is
3: the, the, the point that I, I wanted to, to finish on, or at least the the last thing that I have to say about this. Uh, like we've been goofing on it and joking on it, but legitimately uh, like frumpy, disgruntled like 50 year old white guy standing in a parking lot saying uh this is a pinnacle of our of our community like that is canadian culture yeah that like we're, like we're like oh yeah like isn't that so ridiculous like haha but no like this is legitimately that is a perfect description of what it is like to live in this country even uh, broader. uh like yeah
0: like you like that's western culture
3: yeah no it's yeah, yeah i was it just is. gonna say it, it's
0: white
2: culture but yeah yeah, yeah
3: you think of like the states and like there are these people who like uh, like you know, I have to defend my right. I shouldn't have to wear a mask when I go to Chili's. <laughs> you know, like this is my culture. Like this, they're willing to like fight and die, and I like, start a race war uh, and a class war over going to outlet malls yeah. Yeah. and going to box stores. And like, uh, and but it, but here, like, it's even more ridiculous and extreme. It's like to go s- to have somewhere where I could put my car. Yeah. You know, that is all that matters to me.
2: Yeah, I would rather people be unsafe. Y- yeah. yeah you're not you even know.
0: defending something tangible. That's a good point. It's like, oh, at least yeah. the chilies. You're like, oh yeah, they have the it, yeah, popper
3: fries. Yeah, you there. get your like your <laughs> sweet treats yeah. and you're like your savory like uh, chicken fajita sizzlers. Yeah, like that, I can understand wanting to defend to an extent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 a parking lot.
3: Yeah, I strongly
2: and, yeah. agree with like, their fight.
1: Western yeah.
0: culture is being willing willing to destroy the world to protect a slab of
2: pavement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Invade countries. Like, if you really you had... Know, I'm sorry, Megan, oh, sorry. but you know what would be so funny is that if uh, they call... Versa- this is in Toronto, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just imagine <laughs> they call the Quebec and Montreal military, anyways, to like recreate like an Oka standoff situation. So it's like there's Home like tanks there. on the road, Hell yeah, and, and that against would be awesome. against like the, the you a- know against these, Dale, yeah, against <laughs> these people watch. that are like this is our parking lot, um, <laughs> and then there's like lawn tanks, chairs. And like, <laughs> yeah, there's like shootouts, and they have to set up a blockade, and uh yeah, I think, that would I think be so cool. I think they should start doing
1: that. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> They would understand our fight <laughs> <laughs> Like, if it was A good community, you should be able to First of all, walk to hockey practice But also, like Having just, like, taking your child to hockey practice twice a week is, like, your community culture. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, community. that's so yeah. sad. That's not really it's a like, community. Any
0: association with hockey is, like, there's something deeply fucked up with you. <laughs> this is one of the worst sports in the world. Not just in terms of it's boring to watch, it's but okay. it's, like, Unless it's it is drinking very boring. Culture. They are monsters. Only monsters play hockey at that age. I'm sorry, but drinking is culture is
2: true. Cool. truth.
1: Uh, like, as an adult? As a child,
0: more so as like a teenage hockey player. Oh my god! Like
2: yeah, any teenage hockey players listening to us, go fuck yourself.
0: (laughs) Play literally any sport.
2: Yeah, go. Don't
0: play basketball. You're not not a a real fan. If you say that word in basketball, they will beat the shit out of you. As opposed to when you say it in hockey, and the referee gives you a pat on the bum.
2: Yeah, really.
1: All right, shall we close off this week? Yeah yeah well, that was fun thank you for listening don't be a nimby yeah don't if be you a NIMBY. if you
0: were a nimby turn this off immediately <laughs> or uh download it turn your gps tag on and i i will come <laughs> to your backyard and i will bury you there
1: like if you're gonna be a nimby make sure it's something actually bad and that you're protecting like something good and not something stupid yeah if thank you want to be a
0: nimby about them potentially paving over this affordable housing for a parking lot that's actually cool. Cool. Yeah, so yeah you can nim that shit right yeah up. you'd be a hero But if you're going to be a NIMBY for the inverse, where you don't want people to have affordable, safe housing, so you can drop drop Tandon and Dakota off at the hockey rink, yeah, Uh, (laughs) fuck yourself. In the words of Rustin Cole, if I were you, I would kill myself immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.